It is Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Did we almost have E5 on the play? What happened? We did. I don't ever drop a ball, and I dropped it, and I'm pretty embarrassed of how this show started off. So, It's okay. You know what I'm embarrassed about is that it's 80 degrees outside already in Los Angeles, and you're wearing a freaking sweatshirt. Who are you, Bill Belichick? You have a hoodie under there? Dude, Another this hoodie? is it's I have a heater on next to me too. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. My little my space back here, it's cold in the morning. Such a wuss. Unreal. Uh tip of the cap to the cap I am wearing. The Baltimore Orioles, their number three prospect, Jordan Westberg, made his major league debut, but I was more focused on his dudes that were at the game. All of his boys had front row right behind home plate, and they were so into his first at bat. So that was really cool. Do you, like, did you have a huge group of people that made it to your debut? I didn't have rich friends like that. My goodness. Nice job, guys. Front row <laughs> seats. Uh, my debut was pretty intimate, actually. It was uh, Olivia was there. My agent was Ooh. there. And then um, my dad, uncle, brothers, they came, but they were a little bit late, like rushed, rushed to get out there. So they saw my first at bats in the airport on TV. Uh, but then they were there for like the, the rest of the series and stuff. But it was pretty intimate if you had to go back and think. But I've had many guys come to my games and have fun like that. That's like one of the best parts about playing baseball, Major League Baseball, is when you can bring your boys and like guys you grew up playing with. It's it's pretty fun, man. To share that with them is awesome. And actually a second tip of the cap to the organization because they had a lengthy rain delay last night in their series opening win against the Reds. And during the game, they put up on the big board, Hey, come get another ticket voucher. It's on us. That is well done. I hope everybody around baseball, the other 29 teams, were paying attention to that. That's treating your fans right. And I don't love their ownership, but somebody in the front office made a good call there. All right, let's get on to uh, your twins who lost a series opener against the Atlanta Braves. Spencer Strider, seven strong again. Another double-digit strikeout performance. Ronald Acuna with his 17th big fly of the year. Now, dude, if you were laying odds... For DraftKings, would you give Atlanta the best odds of making the World Series of any team right now? Well, it's funny you ask. I have DraftKings odds up right here. You know I love to do this to you. Uh, yes. I would, even even without looking at them, and I barely have glanced. But yes, they're number one right now, plus three fifty. The Rays right behind them, and the Dodgers right below the Rays. I would give them the best odds because give me a weakness on this team. Seriously, give me a weakness on this team. The only area I think that they could improve a bit. I'm not so sure I'm in on Rossell Iglesias closing out playoff games. That's the, and I wouldn't call it a weakness. I think people I used think to say that about Kenley there. Jansen too. It's the bullpen is right. one of those things. Like if you have guys that have done it before and you know, that don't walk guys. Do. Exactly. Those guys, they just have to get hot at the right time. You don't even know which ones are going to get hot. It doesn't matter. The most lockdown bullpen ever. There could be a guy at the back of it that just gets hot at the right time, and all of a sudden you're riding that guy in the playoffs, a la Daniel Hudson for the 2019 Nationals. Yep. Like it just that is the one thing that you just can't really rely on. I, I their bullpen's great to me. Like they can do it. Uh, it's just who's going to be hot. There's enough guys there that I'm sure somebody will get hot. The rest of the team is ridiculous. They score runs in bunches. They can run. They have power. I mean. Looking at their baseball reference page, it's 
the OPSs are nuts. The OPS pluses are nuts. The homers are nuts. I think they have already one, two, three, four, five, seven guys with double digit homers. Like they're going to get to that. I think I called for like nine or 10 guys to do it. I think they might have that happen. So I, yeah, I mean, when you're looking around the league, there are some really, really good baseball teams in baseball right now. Uh, but the Braves are the class. They are. They can just do everything right. And I think most important, not, not most importantly, but it's very important, is they've been there. Mm-hmm. Like, like experience matters in those situations. So uh, to me, it's an almost a no-brainer. I love the Rays and what they can do. I think there's some other organizations that are going to give you know, a, a good shot at this. But if you had to pick one, I think you'd be foolish not to pick the Braves. Shout out foolish. Yeah, they're, they are the uh, they are the most complete team in baseball, in my opinion. I just brought up Iglesias because he hasn't had a ton of playoff experience and the experience that he has hasn't been great. So I'm just saying that possibly they could add another arm back there, a guy who could share the load uh, in that ninth inning if they need to. And by the way, the Braves have done this and Max Fried has thrown 26 innings and mm-hmm. has made five starts. So they're going to get him back sometime after the All-Star break. We don't know exactly when, but he threw another bullpen, I believe, yesterday. So he is inching closer to a return. Uh, they're still trying to figure out the back, meaning the fifth spot of their rotation. Uh, they did just send down A.J. smith uh, the 20-year-old who's made a handful of starts. I read that they might bring Soroka back up for you know that next turn in the rotation. So we'll keep our eye on that. But that's not a weakness, right? If you, As long as you have four starters capable once you get to the divisional round and then the NLCS and then the World Series, and I think they feel good enough about Schuster, even though he's been up and down. I mean, he's a 24-year-old rookie. Uh, the rest of it they feel great about. So, yeah. Oh, and there's one other point. Who's the second-best team in the National League right now? Is it the Dodgers, clearly? Um. Probably, I I would give them my odds there. Every other team, if depending on what they do with the trade deadline, that could fluctuate. And we're going to talk about some of these teams coming up in some of these questions. But I think the Dodgers are going to be aggressive at the trade deadline. But yeah, I, I would put them as the team behind them. Yes. I guess my point is, is that if if the answer to this question was the Tampa Bay Rays, who have the best record in baseball, to me, there's too many landmines in the playoffs. I just think that there's some really, really good teams that could be in the American League playoffs. And some of the teams we expected to be good in the National League have not been and might not even make the postseason. Are we going to get yelled at for not mentioning the Diamondbacks who are above the Dodgers right now or the Giants who are above the Dodgers? Those teams play really good baseball that I think can translate into postseason success. So, like, there's good teams in baseball. Now, honestly, even with the Dodgers there, and you know how I feel about that organization – the Braves are just better than them. They are. Like, oh, way better. They're, they are the class of the NL right now. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you can refute that. I, I just think that it's pretty obvious when you watch right. them play. It doesn't mean that the Dodgers can't get back to the level that they were, but the last five or six weeks, go look at the record. Dodgers' record has not been great. just hasn't been. So they need. I think they need to make some personnel adjustments before the trade deadline, and then maybe we'll we'll rethink that question a little bit. Milwaukee Brewers. There you go, Brewers fans. You were like, why haven't you been talking? Well, you've given us a reason to talk about you. You've reclaimed first place in the National League Central. Series opening win against the Mets. How much do you trust the Brewers in this hapless division? 
Well, they're one of the teams that I just kind of uh, foreshadowed and where I need to see them make some moves at the deadline. They, they desperately need offense. They do. Right now, Chris Rose, how many players have an OPS over 800? Well, I was going to use a different one. They had five guys in their starting lineup last night in Queens that had an OPS of under 705. <laughs> and these are well, regulars. These aren't these aren't guys who are getting a spot start because they were facing Justin Verlander. These are guys you're basically penciling in the lineup every day. Exactly. So the answer to my question is none. Christian Yelich is at 795 right now. Uh, I'm happy that he's kind of having a little bit of a bounce yeah, back season, although we mm -hmm. need him to keep going. Keep going, Yelly. Uh, so I trust their pitching. Uh, you know, like Burns and Peralta, like haven't even been there, haven't been to their mm -hmm. full potential yet. They've had guys like Tehran just kind of show up out of nowhere. Wade Miley's had a good year. So like they've kind of held the staff together. Do I believe that that Peralta and Burns will figure things out and Woodruff will come back and, and, and stabilize that rotation? Like, I think so. I think so. So you have the Reds there. And they have their own faults. You know, this, I love the Reds, watching them play. Their offense is absolutely dynamic. They might be, as of right, right now, like right behind the Braves as far as like dynamic offenses in baseball. But they have, they have faults of their own. Like they, whether they want to admit it or not, they need starting pitching. Now, like Nick, yeah, they can't or, pitch the ball. Not Nick Green. Nick Green's a guy I fought in Nick high school. Lodolo. Hunter Green. Hunter Green. <laughs> Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. I don't know when he's going to come back. August, whatever. Hunter Green can come back and be great. Like, he has the potential to be great. Uh, Abbott's been great. So, like, they have two there. You really need probably one more guy. So, if they make that move, then we're talking about a completely different NL Central. If the Brewers go out and, and get some sort of impact bat, we're talking about a completely different type of NL Central. So, right now, as we stand, I'm not sure, Chris. I think I think those teams are pretty evenly matched because they're both like I think the Brewers probably have better starting pitching, but the offense is night and day when you're talking about right. those two teams. So I, I don't trust the Brewers a lot right now in that division to answer your question, but I want to see what they're going to do at the trade deadline. The the right answer for ten teams in the central divisions is I don't trust anybody. That's not being mean. That's being truthful. You can't look at these rosters and the way that they've been playing baseball and say, yeah, awesome. You could say with the Reds, ton of fun. Love watching their offense. Got to play defense too. Pitch the baseball. And that hasn't been pretty. And I keep hearing, okay, well, we're going to wait till Hunter Green gets back. Yeah, he's been pretty good. Nick Lodolo, I don't know what he's going to look like after three months off. Graham Ashcraft, nope. He hasn't been it this year. Doesn't mean they can't be. He just hasn't been. But with the Brewers, now they've gotten some proven commodities, right? Corbin Burns has won a Cy Young. Freddie Peralta's done some nice things. And as you mentioned, those guys have not been in. Their bullpen has been pretty good. We're waiting on Brandon Woodruff to get back. He just threw a 20-pitch fastball-only bullpen the other day. Like, he's crawling toward getting back. So if he gets back in time for August, that's like a trade deadline piece. Maybe that's enough to push him over. The final point is, no team from the Central, whoever wins those two divisions, is going to wow us. They're just not. They're going to be underdogs. The Reds could wow us if they get no, they can't. some starting pitching. Yes, they can. The they, offense they is that do. good, and and Hunter Green can be that good. When he's on, mm -hmm. Like he can shut down anybody. If they get a starting pitcher, they're going to change the way that everyone is talking about them if they go out and acquire someone. Now, are they going to do that? I don't know. 
I don't know. Like, I, I mean, look, they brought up all their prospects and they've worked out. So like, what's to say they want to give up any more prospects? Here's a snapshot. And this isn't always the best way to judge a team, but you know, it's, it's statistics. The Reds right now, starting pitchers whip 29th in the league. And then the Brewers, OPS, 28th in the league. Like these teams are just, if they combine teams, we'd be talking about a different thing. Uh, Hunter Green had a solid April, really good at times. Um, not a good May and was off to a nice start in June before he got banged up. He's got a hip, right? His hip is messed up. Yeah, hip. They don't think it's anything major. And the other thing about Hunter Green, for whatever reason, he hasn't figured out how to give his team any length. One time this year, he pitched past the sixth inning. One time. That's what about his enough. pitch count? I mean, that's kind of what I look at because that doesn't mean it's his fault necessarily. I know he's. Uh, his pitch count, he's gone over 100, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, okay. 6. Seven, so they're letting, they're letting him go. He just hasn't given him length. Okay. Yeah. Well, because he still he still walks a lot of guys. So that's what happens. Happens. It's okay. Are we just forgetting about the Cubs in that division too? Just pirates. Uh, you know gone. what? I think we'll talk. I think if the Cubs get a win tonight, I think they play the Phillies. If they, I they could end up leading the show tomorrow. We'll see. That's Ooh. one of those where I rolled the dice and said maybe if they get a dub tonight, that they could end up leading the show. But we'll see. Okay. Two weeks from tonight, what do we have? The Midsummer Classic. And if you are thinking about going to Seattle, I've got two words of advice. Do whatever you can to get to the Home Run Derby on Monday. That is really the best event of any of the four major all-star seasons, right? NFL, NBA, NHL. Home Run Derby is far and away the best. But what you really need to do, forget about going to the all-star game on Tuesday, July 11th, and join us, John Boy Media, for the best party in town. It is the third straight year we're having a watch party. This time, it's happening at Optimism Brewing Company in the Emerald City. We talked about the VIP tickets. Those have already been sold out. But don't worry, there are still other ticket options available. We're actually going to have a live edition of Talking Baseball. Ploof's going to be there. Jake's going to be there. I'm going to be filling in for Jimmy. So you can insult me, yell, call us names, do whatever you want. Just be there. Be present. Be part of the conversation. In addition to that, we also have a live ref guest with Jolly Olive. That's going to be a blast. Uh, so we're also selling tickets to the All-Star Watch Party. That's a fun evening. We're all sitting there drinking beers, watching the game, hanging out, taking your questions, whatever combos you want to have. Talk to the people that are have been in the live chat on our AMP um, area. You know, there's been a bunch of people that have joined us, whether it was in L.A. or in Colorado. They had a great time. So go Where I met check Fayo. it out. That is where we met Fayo for the first time. Yep. Yep. And we were um, immediately the second and third smartest people in the conversation. When uh, I don't know about that. Just because he's a Bitcoin billionaire. needs to rely- Hey, you know what? I'm going to try to do this all-star game. What's that? Get you hammered. Yeah, probably not going to happen. I know. It never happens. Yeah, I said I'm going to try. Sorry. Yeah, th- I had plenty of those times. Just <laughs> not anymore. When you when was that? On, on Best Damn Sports Show, you were a little wild, oh, weren't you? You were a little wild guy back in the nights. day. Some rough nights there. I've had plenty times when I called NFL games when we go in on a Thursday night down to New Orleans. My boys Chuck Ooh. McDonald and Derek Manning go hang out with those guys, my crew. With the frosted right, tips. Anyway. Yeah. Back in the day. Now I've got frosted tips just 
different color frost. <laughs> Snow frost. All right, uh, Mets, they fall eight and a half back of the wild card after a loss. San Diego uh, opens a series in Pittsburgh tonight. They're six and a half back. Do you think either of these teams would become a seller or would they let ego get in the way? This is a tough question for me, okay? And, and I'm okay with admitting that because I'm not really sure what the front office is thinking. I will say this. I don't, in my mind, I don't think San Diego sells. I think that they have kind of like pushed all their chips into the middle of the table and they're just going to ride it out and see if they can get hot. Um, the Mets, well, they've already sold one guy, right? I know he wasn't a big part of their team and Beatty's yeah, come, come up and what Escobar Escobar is a very serviceable bench piece for a team and they sold yeah. him already. So a absolutely. But that's not the move where you're like, Oh, the Mets have changed the tact on their season. Well, if that's what you're saying, I'm not sure that's going to happen. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, Verlander has at least one more year of control. Then I think it mm -hmm. becomes like a, is it a player option or a vesting? I don't know. So he's got a $43.3 million contract guaranteed for a 41-year-old next year. So, look, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I, I, I think both these teams have kind of done the same thing. We're like, here, we're kind of all in. Um so in my mind, I don't see them selling to that extent where you're like just giving up on the season. And, and, and unless you can convince me otherwise, I, I just don't see that. And I don't think that's because of ego, like you said in the question. I just think that's like, hey, like this, this is our team and let's go try to win things. Because who are you going to unload on, on, on these teams? Like well, you talk about Snell on the Padres. He's pitching so well right now. I, I think they'd rather just try to continue to go there, sneak in a wild card spot and see what happens. Uh, as far as the Mets, I think if I had to choose one of the two teams, I'd say maybe them. But then again, it's like where and and how much are you going to sell without just blowing the whole thing up? Well, that's the thing. When do you decide that? Do you decide that on July 24th, a week out that, that guys were just, it, it just ain't happening for us. And so we have to reverse course. The Padres had one of the best farm systems in baseball. Now, it's like, ugh. Now, could you replenish it? Josh Hader? That'd be awesome. You might be able to get something for him. Blake Snell has been outstanding. Could get something for him. And I'm going to throw one wild one out because I got asked this on a on a San Francisco radio station yesterday. Oh, Somebody no. asked me, be, be careful, one guy from each team. I got asked about Juan Soto, and I'm going to throw Pete Alonso in there too. Two guys who have a year and a half left of control who are going to get monster deals. Soto's going to get a bigger one because he's younger. Wait, you're not even letting me get through the question, huh? There's no. no way either one of those guys would get traded. I'm more confident. Of, yeah, no, no. Because with the year and a half of control, there's no reason to do it right now. There's no reason to do it right now. Like, you don't think the Padres want to compete next year? And if they think they want to compete, which obviously they do, they don't – I mean, they want Juan Soto on their team. And then next year, if it doesn't work out again or, you know, whatever happens this year, if it doesn't work out next year, then you can entertain that. And I think the same thing with the Mets. Like, they're not going to get rid of these guys right now. What would you say? Though. Uh, I said I don't think so. I said I, I I don't see it at all. I I basically made the point that you did, that they're just 
if it doesn't work out this year, they feel like they've got the right pieces in place that for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. Like go look at the guys on San Diego in particular, their career numbers. And then you look at their numbers for this year and they're all in their prime. Like I get it. Some of them signed 11, 10 year deals. And you're like, God, at 36, that's going to look horrible, but they're 30. They shouldn't be horrible. And they've been horrible for the most part. So yeah, I would hang on to Soto and I would hang on to Alonzo, but if you could revamp your farm system, Mm. Haters, haters, interesting. interesting to me because relievers are that position where, like, it's like, okay, there is like teams believe there is a shelf life on these guys, and you know, could you maximize value by getting rid of them? That's kind of what the Brewers wanted to do, and that was a little bit of money saving thing for them as well. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see either of these teams doing it. Uh, last minute on this: Would it be good for the sport? if either Soto or Alonzo got traded in terms of excitement? I don't know. No, the sport's in such a good spot right now. I, I think it would just, it would be the same. It would be the same. It sends shockwaves through the sport. We would talk about it. It'd help us. It'd help you write the questions, but I I, I don't mm. know. I, I, I like both these teams. Like San Diego deserves to have a good team, man. The way they've showed up and they deserve to have their players there. So you know, the Mets fans have, man, they need to have a good team there. So, I no, I, I think that they just need to figure it out. And I don't know what the answer to it is, to be honest with you. Do, I mean, really, if you think about, like, what's what the heck has gone on and how could you fix it? You can't. You know Your players you have to play it? better. Play better. That, that's that's it. it. With with these two teams, because you're not going to, to me, you're not going to add anything that's going to be a difference maker, more so than what's already in these two clubhouses. You could point to the age of the Mets, right? And say, look, mm-hmm. the sport seemingly is getting younger, more athletic, and maybe you could say that, but I just, yeah, I play better, man. Interesting. Uh, speaking of trades, John Paul Morosi of MLB Network tweeted out on Monday that the Rangers have interest in Andrew McCutcheon of the Pirates as their DH. Talks haven't gotten very far, he added, but would you like to see that happen? Well, Chris Young the GM of the Rangers went on a radio show yesterday and said, we haven't talked to anybody about that. So I okay, don't know we about stop the this right now. What? I don't listen to anything a GM ever says. What am I supposed to listen to what, trades. what a reporter says too? Yes. I there, don't know about guess that. Guess what? Because people go off the record when they talk to reporters, when you're on the record, what are you going to say? You know what? I picked up the phone today with Pittsburgh and, um, with Ben Sherrington and we're he could have said, "Sure, we're interested. Sure, we're interested in uh, adding a about premium bat." Can't talk about other players. You can talk about players in the way that they talk about players. You could say the player or prominent bat on Pittsburgh. You could do a lot of different things. But okay, so let's just forget all of that. That's semantics. Okay, would I like to see this happen? Um, I don't think I would. Mm. Do I want to see Kutch? In a playoff atmosphere, in the playoffs, yes. He's a, a, an unbelievable human being, an unbelievable ball player. I'm happy that he's having the season that he's having. But it just, I don't know, man. It just seems like I, I want to see him with the Pirates this year. Like him going back is such a cool story. And to see him just kind of get traded away, it's like, I've been part of 
teams that you just have to do it. The Pirates are they're fading back, man. It's been two months of losing ball for them. They got off to that hot start. But I've been on teams like that where, you know, like I remember we traded Josh Willingham and it was just like, that was my guy, man. And it just sucked. It sucked. And I was happy for him. You know, I think he they went to the World Series that year. So I was happy for him, but it just it hurt me a little bit. So I don't know. I, I just like seeing him in a, in a Pirates uniform. It has been great. He said one of the many reasons he went back, circled back to Pittsburgh, was he wanted his three kids to experience where it all started. And that's awesome. Got his 2000th career hit in a Buccos uniform. He's four homers shy of 300 for his career. I'm sure he'd like to do that there. But at the same time, he's had a really, really good year. 825 really OPS, nine steals. Um, I think what would make this trade really interesting for the Rangers is if they got Kutch and maybe Bednar. They need yeah, help at oh, the yeah. back end of that bullpen. They have the fewest strikeouts of any bullpen in the American League. Um, at times, they've been okay, good enough, but they're not, they're a bottom 10 bullpen sort of group. And so if they're going to hold off teams like Houston or the Angels or even Seattle if they make a good push, and or get anywhere in the American League playoffs, they're going to need a better bullpen arm. So I wouldn't expect it just to be McCutcheon. I'd expect it to be somebody else. Two. All right. We'll I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Ask, you know, if you ever get Kutch on the Rose rotation, ask him about the Halloween of 2007. Hey, now. A lot of things happened. Okay. By the way, Kutch, 46 career playoff at bats, only one extra base hit. I'm sure he would like to improve on that. Baseball Today is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Hit it out of the park this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can place a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can take a shot at bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code Baseball today. That's code baseball today only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org. In New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific response gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, opt-in, and 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball term. All right, before we get out of here on the YouTube and the podcast side of things, a couple of interesting plays yesterday. Uh, speaking of the Rangers, they took it on the chin from the uh, Detroit Tigers. Matt Veerling with the okey-doke slide past Marcus Simeon at second. That was actually kind of cool. I enjoyed it. But was that better video than Dom Smith of the Washington Nationals taking a carom and throwing to nobody at first base? Who did Dom Smith think was going to be there? Because that wasn't like... You know, like he got to the ball pretty quickly for the second baseman to get over there. Not enough time. He's the pitcher's right in front of him. Do you think mm-hmm. the umpire was like the guy? I I don't know. I I don't know what happened there. I like the the veerling slide. That's a very oh, very dear. athletic slide. Show that again. Yeah, you're, when you go in feet first, like that's very hard to maneuver your body. But he swim moves the other arm. Or he, at one point, I think he has no arms on the ground. Watch right there, and then he gets to the left hand back on the base. It's 
people have been learning how to do that. And I think like Javi Baez was like, he like, I don't know if he started this, but mm. he definitely made it popular. Like sliding Did. avoidance is something now that a lot of guys have that they didn't necessarily have anymore or they didn't used to have, excuse me. So I, I like this right. a lot. I think it's a very, very athletic play that, you know, people might just dismiss as being like lucky or whatever, but like to be able to manipulate your body running full speed like that is very difficult. And Veerling is a sneaky athletic dude. Like, yeah, that's, you watch that's him play. 10, like, okay, way. yeah, that's a ten. I, I'm sorry, I'm partial to the Dom Smith play. The <laughs> the smirk at the end got me, and I'm a huge Dom Smith supporter. I know he just hasn't he had the one year that was great up there in New York. Other than that, it just hasn't. I'm rooting for him hard. I like him. I dig him. I like his personality. All right, what? You want to say something? No, nope. that's it. Okay. Quick reminder, the Ball and Play League continues tonight. Stream for game number two, 6 o'clock Eastern. We had more than 2,000 people in the chat for the initial game on Sunday. We'd like to up that number, so why don't you be a part of the community? We'll all be in there. That'll be a ton of fun. Uh, Rose Rotation with Tyler Glass now is out. Baby Ball Players with the Red Sox. Go give that a peek. It was a fun one. And other than that, we're back here probably at noon Eastern on Wednesday, I do believe. Does that sound right? Yes. Yes. Great. Can't wait to see everybody in the AMP audience. Go download that on the iPhone today. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the always entertaining Trevor Blue, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.